hooligans and welcome back to the, another episode of the weaving words podcast this is episode 35 we're joined by uh one of my buddies ramon robles um aka what uh what other names do you have on ray um aka what names do you have on uh your social media ramon social media hey it's ramon hey, on it's ramon. Uh, instagram nice and, uh, I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much yeah. it. Hey, it's Ramon on Instagram. All right. Uh, but I invited uh, Ramon on just because uh, he was able to, um, he's right down the road from where I live. Um, I've been trying to get some of my buddies to record and uh, Ramon so far the first one out of that friend group that's actually wanted to do it. I've been trying to get Mike and Nick for a while, especially Nick, because Nick can talk about WoW all day. All day. Yeah. And there's a lot of really cool WoW st- talk. So hopefully, again, hopefully uh, Nick can make it one of these days. Uh, same thing with Mike. I wonder what Mike would talk about. He's generally a quiet guy. Um, I know you and I uh, can talk pretty much all day about Star Wars stuff, which we might uh, later on in the episode. Um, but the first thing you want to talk about something from your past, which, uh, when you brought it up, I was like, yep, good topic. Cause that's, uh, it's been probably 10 years since I watched it, maybe a little bit less, but it was, it was a great show and, uh, it was breaking bad, the TV show, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Early AMC back when, uh, they were getting big cause they had a uh, sons of anarchy was some, no, sons of anarchy was FX, uh, AMC yeah. was walking dead. Right. Um, and breaking bad. And I think there was another show that was really good on there too. I just can't remember. On AMC, yeah, on AMC, Hell on Wheels, yeah, it's, Hell that, on Wheels. That was when you were talking, to yeah, me about I love Hell on Wheels. It's such a great show. Um, but we're not talking about this day. We're talking about another. What, what do they call it? Uh, it was neo western, neo western, uh, neo western drama, neo what neo western crime drama. Crime uh, drama. That's right. <laughs> uh, but what about uh, Breaking Bad? Did you like Breaking Bad? It was just a really, really the way they narrated the story. It wasn't. Uh, a show fo- so focused solely on we're doing drugs, we're making drugs, we're doing that. It's it was the it was the everything behind it. Right. It was this here's this guy, he's down on his luck, he's got you know, I think the episode the first episode starts out with, you know, he, he has gets cancer. Diagnosed with can- cancer yeah. He's dying and he's like, I need to take care of my family. This is how much money I need or they're gonna need this, you know. He's he's thinking of a ways to take care of his family after he's gone. It turns out it ends up being something not legal. <laughs> well he's a chemistry teacher right right yeah he teaches high school chemistry um he's you know your kind of dorky teacher he's dresses you know flannel glasses fucking just, ned, ned flanders looking looking pretty much yeah. yeah but he wasn't all ripped like him <laughs> yeah and then the whole story puts him as a kind of like not really like a badass at all he's real he's definitely an anti-hero he's not your in well, the sense of he's not a good guy right and no. he's not doing good things and towards, um, towards the it, it progresses as yeah. it progresses, yeah. You but in the beginning, descent into, you know, a guy who's pretty rational and a good person, quote unquote, to yeah, he's the bad guy. Like <laughs> you get to see that but, that uh, natural transition over time, and that yeah, and that's 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 the part that gets me the most because you're seeing this. Like I said, he's this normal guy. Yeah, he's totally not into the whole underworld thing but then he just gradually progresses and yeah progresses all, he, all and he wanted to do was uh make the drugs right he, he just wanted to cook the meth that's why he hits up uh i forget what the the actor's name is but um the uh, character was jesse Pinkman. yeah jesse pinkman he hits him up to sell the drugs for him he's like i'll make it if you sell it because he again like you said he's not a drug dealer he's not that's not his life 
No. And uh, again, it's really interesting because uh, they do a really good job on this. Uh, there's there's this big thing in comic books uh, when it comes to story development and stuff. It's always show, don't tell. Yeah, you have the words and stuff, but you're better off just showing people instead of telling them. You know, somebody, if the story for Walter White basically was he, there was a, a teacher who, you know, um, did a lot of bad stuff and did, dr- or, you know, made drugs and did some bad things and then he you know died at the end it wouldn't be as good as what they did which was no. they showed you the descent yeah. and never at any point did anybody narrate to you what was going on it, no no and and that's the thing because in and a lot of those well not a lot but there were pinpoint um time frame times in that show where you watch it and i was like whoa he just went darker he just went i remember the episode the first time he shot it dude yeah yeah and it was it was to save you know his his little buddy jesse pinkman He's, right. He he was trying to at the same time ends up kind of becoming a father figure to Jesse. Right. And he's trying and to take mentor, care of him, yeah. trying to take care of his family, trying to do it all under wraps. And then there's that episode. It ends with him shooting a gang member, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. He just went a little farther down now. Or when he like, lets the girl die. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to see that little evil twisted mind. Like, yeah. That that's one thing that um again people complain about the end of Game of Thrones, uh, but it was slowly being shown with what's her face, you know, that she's fucking nuts, dude. The only difference is people felt it was justified, right? They're like, oh, it's just the slave owners, or it's just her brother who did this and that. I'm like, yeah, but she's still reveling in the fact that like fucking molten gold's being poured on her brother to kill him. She's still reveling in the fact that this whole city of people's just being killed, like. Again, it just happened to be, oh, why'd she do that? She's not a bad guy. I'm like, well, to her, they're the enemies. They don't want to give up, and they're doing horrible things. Right. I just feel, again, they, did, they didn't they did do a good job of, job of showing you instead of telling you. Because what's-his-face has to tell you? The little, the short, the LP? Um, uh, Dinklage? Uh, yeah, Dinklage's character, Peter uh, Peter Dinklage's character. I forget. I'm, I'm bad with names. Yeah, um, but he has to explain to Jon Snow, who's the in place of the viewer person, well, she did this, and when she was met with this, she was met, you know, she met it back with violence and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a natural conclusion, and it's like, yeah, you're just narrating to the viewer what you were not competent enough to show. show yeah. To portray yeah, with exactly. visual. Just looking, you can't, you can't figure it out. You need yeah. someone to walk you through it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like Breaking Bad is the complete opposite end of that spectrum where it's, they're going to show you everything, and you're going to slowly make up your mind. Because there's people who still think, like, oh, Walter White didn't really... I mean, it wasn't. he's not really a bad guy. I'm like, at the end of the show, he is. <laughs> yeah. And, and it it'll comes down to literally the last episode, which, by the way, um, only get... show where the final episode, I did tear up. <laughs> it was too perfect. But, yeah, he, you know, he comes to terms by the end of the season, by the end of the series, actually. He does come to terms because he goes to his wife. He's like, she goes, if you have to tell me you did it for us one more time, he's like, I did it for me. Yeah. He like he owns up to it because he knows that's ultimately what he was doing. And you yeah. see it through the thing. He keeps trying to figure out ways to do what he's doing and um <clears throat> you know uh, um take over what was that? uh the chicken guy? What was that? Oh, um I forget what his name is. Uh fucking Moff Gideon from Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, he <laughs> you know he ultimately tries to take over his bi- be, yeah. become him become like he's yeah not only he my cookie now, now yeah. i'm gonna be the one selling i'm gonna be the the crime boss the crime lord yeah whatever. yeah yeah he did all that for like he said for himself and uh and that's the thing too is the people who um project their feelings and emotions onto this character in the sense of he's not a bad guy you know he's just doing bad things i'm like just like you saying good people can do bad things bad people can do good things bad people can be like you know there there's people who there, there's crazy ass motherfuckers that go out there kill people and then come back 
for their family dinner and you know whatever movie night and not with their family there's fucking assholes who molest kids and then go back and don't touch their kids so again there's bad people who can do good things you know yeah it's the the what, anti-hero vibe i guess it is yeah yeah they're no like, that's right yeah they're not we're not, i'm not bad but i'm not gonna do good things yeah exactly yeah. well not just that it's like like it's it starts in the beginning where he needs to do the best for his family. Right. Right. And I think he kind of kept that thread for the longest time with, again, being tempted of doing bad things at the end, ultimately in vain for himself. Right. Um, but at the very end of it, he kind of realizes like, no, the whole point of this was for my family. So that's why he kind of puts the blame all on himself with the, the police and stuff like that to make sure that his wife doesn't have to worry about it. Um, again. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was one of the, that was a one pivotal moment in the, in the show where, you know, he, they find out they know it's him. They come to the house with the wife, and he just straight up like, you know, I told you not to do yeah. that. You're a bitch. You're a yeah, this. Yeah, you're yeah. a that. Basically, taking all the heat so that his family. He's ultimately still protecting his family. Yeah. But at the same time, now he's he's not that, you know, that um goofy chemistry teacher that's gonna make flames turn blue and red and green and all that. Right. Right. No, he wants to be the the hard ass the the top dog whatever whatever they're called. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. The kingpin, basically. Kingpin, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, characters that I liked in there, obviously Saul is a really popular character. I mean, he had his own spinoff show. Yeah, they got more seasons than the actual Breaking Bad show. That's crazy, dude. Because it's all supposed to lead up to, it's a prequel, basically, right? Yeah, Like, it's yeah. set before the the main show. Um, and then What's-His-Face got a little, like, Netflix movie, right? The El Dorado? Um, yeah, that was the, I, I did like that, too, because that didn't explain nothing. You kind of... Well, you didn't have to see Breaking Bad to understand it, but you got a lot more out of it from watching right. Breaking Bad because it literally picks up from the last episode and it just follows Jesse Pinkman. And now it's bugging me the name of the character, <laughs> his actual name. Um, I want to well, say the, the actor. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad with names, bro. It's but, um, yeah. You follow his character and what happened to him, which, you know, he ultimately gets a new life. Aaron the, Paul. Aaron Paul. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, he ultimately, you know, starts his new life. And it, it's just a real, it's just real interesting. And then the other thing, the, another reason I like Breaking Bad is because now Jesse Pinkman, you know, he started the the series. You know, he's the gangster. He's the dude that's going to help Walter White get into the underworld and sell, sell meth and cook meth and everything. But he ultimately, you see just him deteriorating over and over. Like, this is the life he wanted or that he was portraying. Right, but the he deeper deep, he gets yeah, into he got in it, deeper than he probably initially deteri- meant. deteriorates him to where he he can't be in that. He doesn't want to be in that. Yep, you know well, he, he's he, lost so much too, right? You know, like there's a that girl that he loved. You know, at the end of the series, uh, he really cared about her and her kid. And when he tried to escape, they go and they fucking kill her, like in just front in front of, of him. him. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, "If you try that again, we'll go after the kid next." And then he's pretty much like relegated to I just for the rest of my life. This is what I'm gonna do. And then yeah, and then he he was trying to become a father figure to that that chick's son, to the point where he was, um, you know, having beef with Walter White because Walter White, on the other hand, you find out later, like, oh, he was trying to poison this kid. So he he kind of manipulated uh, Jesse at the same time because yeah, yeah. you know he let he let the girlfriend die by choking on her vomit. Yep. He let the he tried well suppo- allegedly tried <laughs> poison the kid because he knew Jesse was attached to him. Right. And then and in the in the end he still you know he lets Jesse go but you know he was manipulating him too. Yeah. Well, he, he was upset. Um, 
again, he was upset because he thought initially that Jesse betrayed him, right? That Jesse kept uh, uh, working with those dudes to make the meth. Because that was the thing, right? He was all mad. He's like, uh, he goes, you you said uh, you wouldn't work with him anymore or whatever. And uh, when they bring him in, because, you know, he's basically a slave. And like, oh, this is our guy that we're working with. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. To the, um, I don't want to say white supremacists, but that's kind of what they were kind of like, right? Yeah. 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 And then, um, so again, he, he always wanted to keep Jesse around just cause, uh, that's how he does his things, right? That's how he makes, he's part of the business. He's part of the machine now. He can't lose that piece. So again, if uh, a girlfriend or a kid is threatening that, um, dynamic, he's going to want to keep him to himself. Yeah. Same thing when they brought in that um, other guy that was supposed to replace Jesse and they ended up, you know, sending Jesse to shoot him, which was one of those episodes and milestone moments where you're like, okay, Walter is going a little deeper now and becoming a little darker. Like, yeah. Go shoot this guy. Go kill him. He's gonna. Or they're gonna kill you. And yeah. then at the same time, Jesse's like, I can't kill. I you know I killed a dude. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it, you know mind fucks him. And he's like, what you know what the fuck? And you just see that down 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 slowly just degrading him. So again, it's it. They're both going down different uh, paths. You know, it's the same path, but uh, or similar path, not the same, if, right? If, similar path and different outcomes, right? You know, with one, the further he goes in, the less he wants to be in it. Um, whereas, uh, yeah, Walter, you know, the further he goes in, the more he wants, he wants to double down. He want that's, he finds out that that's what he's good at, that that's what he wants to do. Um, yeah, that was, that was a really good yeah. show. Again, uh, we we're talking earlier that, uh, the neo-Western, um, genre, uh, is just a perfect name for it. Cause that's what it feels like sometimes, you know, when they're again out in the desert, you know, with, uh, what was, um, what's his face is, uh, Trejo's, uh, name. Oh, the Tortuga. Yeah. He was a turtle. <laughs> A tortuga or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they put his head on the turtle. Yeah, they put his head on the turtle, and then blew up the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have a lot of those vibes. Uh, again, really, really good show. Really good acting. Really good storytelling. I mean, I feel like that is a perfect show. Didn't drag on yeah. for too long. They ended it when they needed to. Um, again, if nobody's watched it, definitely go back. There's only what four or five seasons. There, yeah, there's only five seasons, and then you got the you know the the Better Call Saul spinoff, which I think is on its like sixth or seventh yeah. season. I haven't been keeping up on that. I mean, it was interesting, but I haven't been keeping up on it. I just need to catch up on it. That's a and lot then, when it keeps going, too. That's a problem. And then El Camino definitely was a... It, it's just a good spinoff movie. It wasn't too long. And it it, it just kind of gives you kind of closure on Jesse Pinkman's character. You're right. like, okay, you know, he was pretty fucked up. You know, he left and looked like a hobo when, yeah, he, yeah. when he left when he was driving off. And you just kind of pick up like, okay, that's what happened to him. You know, he didn't go crazy and go off a bridge in the, <laughs> right. in the car or anything. And what what really draws me to the Breaking Bad is just this the whole <clears throat> overall dynamic of, like I was saying earlier, it's this guy who starts one way, he's real small time, and then becomes big, bigger, bigger, and then ultimately he's crushed under under the the weight of everything that he's done. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Which, like, before I was telling you, I was like, it kind of parallels my, you know, my favorite show or one of my favorite movies when I was younger was Scarface, and it kind of parallels that because you got definitely you got him. He starts off as this, you know, small timing two bit character coming from Cuba. Right, yeah, yeah. And then he well, just who does, is he? Right, yeah. It's nobody does what he needs to do to get until bigger and bigger, and then eventually, you know, he's top dog, but he's crushed under the weight of his own empire because they turn on him. He, exactly, he, he fucks up big time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem, too, with a lot of these illicit activities is the more people you let in on it, that's the more leaks that can happen, right? That's the more moving pieces you got to keep track of. And one of the ways you do that, you know, is through fear. You know, you want you got to use force, you displays a force and brutality and ruthlessness 
to keep everyone in line. Otherwise, everyone feels like they can do whatever they want, um, which is very similar to what's going on with the Boba Fett show right now. Um, I know uh, you want to talk recently. Uh, the thing you've been really interested in is the Mandalorian seasons. And then you said the book of Boba Fett, which is cool because it does have a very, you know, besides the sci-fi aspect, it's a similar there's a lot of similar uh, genre, a lot of similar like notes and beats that they hit. Again, obviously it's in the desert, right? Like they got neo western, uh, sci fi western uh, vibes. Um, and then again, you see these characters who start off as one thing and kind of slowly inch towards something else. You know, uh, you bring up the um, him wanting to be the crime lord, of this and that, and that's what's happening right now in the book of Boba Fett. I talked about the first episode and the last, uh, last, uh, the first episode of book of boba fett and my last solo episode for the podcast i've by now watched episode two and uh yeah it seems like at least um what i've noticed with the uh book of boba fett they're trying to change boba's character from again a bounty hunter ruthless bounty hunter to a crime lord but he keeps trying to do this whole thing you know a crime lord i want to rule boat through respect not fear which is counter to what boba fett's always been in the expanded universe which is a ruthless mercenary and again like he because i what I'm hoping happens is because he's trying to stay soft in, in this or because he's trying to stay, you know, again, respect and not being ruthless and stuff. They're trying to make him more of a goody guy, but he keeps getting tested. Right. So what I'm hoping happens is at some point when he's finally fully healed, you know, doesn't need to sleep in the back of the pot anymore that he's like, all right, fuck it. This is what you guys wanted. You guys only respect fear. You only respect power. And that's that's what's going to happen. He, you know, starts going down a very similar Jabba Hutt, the Hutt-esque um, path um of brutality again because fennec shand i love that character too she's constantly telling him like you got to do this you got to do that all right that's the way you want to do it well fuck man like good luck and <laughs> yeah yeah and he tells her too uh, uh, like i i've been keeping up with it i i do like you were saying just a second ago you were saying the whole dynamic that kind of parallels or it's kind of similar to the neo western yeah crime yeah drama mandalorian you know, desert. it's lone it's, wolf and cub fucking uh cowboy space exactly. cowboys and then again it's it's somebody who he well let's just start it this way boba fett he's an established character we all know what he is yeah. who he was what he is from the pre from the original story well, let, let's start with mandalorian that. then right because that's where all of this started all right let's just say mando right mando like you said he's it's established he's already been doing this right he's been yeah. bounty hunting it's just jobs for him. He's mm-hmm. kind of ruthless. I mean, you see in the first episode, he fucking cuts that, that uh, what are they, Aqualish or Quarren, um aliens, the squid head ones. <laughs> cuts them in fucking, was it that guy? Breaks them into sushi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cuts him with the, the door and all that stuff, and he's just slabbing everyone and killing dudes left and right. And uh, yeah, he's ruthless. Yeah, he's, he's established as this is the type of person, character he is. You're living in the fringes. You're living in the outer rim, and this is what you do to survive. Just like Boba, just like all these other guys. But then, as the as the season goes, you just see him. I don't want to say devolving, but he's he's kind of opening up, becoming mm-hmm. you know not to Evolving, not not, yeah. to, not to hurt the character, but you know, kind of softening up. Which is not bad, right? Right, not not bad at all. It's 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 what's interesting to me to watch the dynamics change and how that dynamics change without needing to be told, like you say, like, yeah. like Peter Dinklage had to say, "This is why." This yeah, is, this is why. This you you is don't why. have a yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have the little. Uh, I I feel bad. I forget his name, but he's such a cool character. The the he fucking dies in season two. The 
the short dude. Oh, he's this a, is, Ugnaught? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, how, what was his name? This is no, it's no. not. This is the way. That's um, fucking Boba. No, he goes. I uh, have spoken. I have spoken. Yeah. Um, but you don't have him being like, well, Mando did this and this and this and this because of this and this and this. Right. It's like, no, dude, it just happens, right? Yeah. Even even the very end of the very final scene of the first episode where it looks like, you know, he's looking at Grogu. He's looking at, we now know it's Grogu. Back then it was fucking yeah. the child. The child. Yeah. Or and he's Baby like, Yoda as yeah. the world called him. Oh, so You know, and I, <laughs> when IG-11 is like, all right, we're going to kill him. And he's like, oh, shit. And then you hear the blaster and they don't need to explain like, you don't need to have him explaining to the viewer, like, I killed the robot. It's like, you just see the robot fall and yeah. not the baby. So you're like, okay, cool. Like, we He's again, there's a lot of show don't tell. It's a, it's a pivotal milestone moment where, you you know, you got to pick up. You're like, okay, he made a he made a very decisive he an, choice. Yeah, he made an like, executive decision. <laughs> Will that work out for him? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah, no, yeah. The It's it's the, the, type, of, the type of narratives I'm into. It's that character dynamic change i want to see how they changed and why it changed i want to see the steps i don't I, but also at the same time i want to be entertained i want to see explosions yeah, and blood yeah. and gut and well not just that it's in a universe that's pretty dense already so to see how it fits into the lore again the first season was so hard for me to i mean i liked it. i love mando I, I loved everything live action they've become now with actually i loved everything that disney's Disney Plus has been putting on Star Wars wise. I loved uh, the final season of Clone Wars. I loved um, Bad Batch has been great. The Vision stuff, even though it's not canon, they're just cool fucking stories. Like again, I've been liking everything they did. And what I was kind of like not feeling the most was when they first started showing the Mando and having um, him not take the helmet off. You know, like yeah, and saying that's just the Mandalorian way. Actually, yeah, that's kind of and what I was, I was just like, ah, they're changing it a bit, but I'm like, whatever. If this is the new lore for Mandalorians, I guess it is. Because that's kind of the same problem I had initially with uh, Clone Wars when they first started showing Mandalorians because they're trying to be like little hippy-dippy, peace-loving fucking tree huggers and shit. And then, um, you know, trying to get completely get rid of their warrior roots and then you have Death Watch who's like, nah, bro, this is all we are is fucking killers. Bang, bang. And uh, so, again, it, it changes. It can be good. And that's what was awesome about getting that part of uh, season two where Bo-Katan's like, what the fuck? Oh, you guys are still around? Like, you guys are like fucking extremists. You guys are like religious zealots. Like, yeah. And, and, and it makes the this is the way make more sense. It's not a a saying that it's their words of affirmation to themselves and to their clan where every time they, yeah, w- whenever they see um, each other, they're affirming that this is the way. This is the path we chose. This is the way it has to be. We must keep our mask on. We must do this and that. And that's that is the way that they chose and then him at the you know uh towards the end of season two kind of coming to terms with maybe that that might have been the way at the time but this is my way now right like well he's, he's can i think he's still confused at this point he well not confused but there's it's definitely a, a, another path that he's never yeah. explored that he doesn't know this because it's like, time yeah this isn't the way well like yeah this is the way but now he's like no wait this isn't the way to or, them or, to or, the other ones or maybe he or maybe to him it was that that was the way again like you know when you're growing up you think things and right or wrong that's what you thought you know at the time when i was this age i thought this and then when i'm at this age i think this and i'll probably think something different at a different age so again for him it might have been this was the way up until now but now life has changed you know you have a kid you know responsibility thrust upon you um and maybe that was the way for me by myself and this is now a different way that i have to do it um i love the character migs mayfield dude fucking bill burr's character they did such a killer job and that's kind of i think seeing the stuff seeing his character development i think showed mando kind of like all right man maybe people can change maybe maybe it's not all black and white 
like everyone thinks. And sometimes, you know, in order to do what's best for yourself is doing what's best for people around you. And, you know, him kind of taking care of Grogu and Cara Dune and all these other characters, you know, it's again, it's softening him up. He, he probably wouldn't have done that. I mean, he definitely wouldn't have done it, you know, first season. Yeah. Or yeah. help you know, that that episode where they helped the whole tribe um, fight off the eight. Was it, no, they were walkers. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The walkers. He didn't want to do that. Yeah, he's like, call yourself a bounty hunter or whatever. Yeah. Weren't you a bounty hunter? He goes, yeah, but I'm not the one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was yeah. cool. Yeah, when they had the the ATST, the the mercenary ATST with the pattern on it, that was pretty cool. I forget. I'm again. I'm really bad with names. They actually already have names for like those fucking raiders and the the alien people and all that stuff. I'm just again. I'm really bad with names unless it's iconic like old, Mon- like Mons Calamari or or, <laughs> or Snaggletooth or Hammerhead or Sleazebagano from Episode Two. Sleazebagano. You don't know who Sleazebagano is? It doesn't ring a bell. Oh, when I say his words, you can be like, "That's his name." You want to buy some death sticks? Oh, that's his name? <laughs> it's something Sleazebagano. <laughs> that's such that, a dumb name, I right? I did not know that. Yeah, that Sleazebagano. Sounds like something from the yeah. comics. Yeah, exactly. The dumbass. That's the thing, too, is when people are hating on the Disney stuff, I'm like, bro, you know, George, you act like George Lucas made no like bad choices. I'm like, there's a Bugs Bunny alien rabbit in the comic books. Like, how are you going to tell me that all the, all of it's gold when it's not, dude? Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's the problem I have with the Star Wars fans. Is they, I love it because I love Star Wars and I like talking to people who like the same shit. But it's funny how polarizing things can be, and all of a sudden you're not their friend anymore. <laughs> like, you like that? The fuck's wrong with you? That that show sucks. I you know I get people tell me oh, why that show is boring. That show is like no, you gotta you gotta watch it. You gotta get it kind of invested into it. There are shows where, you know, like you said, you, the first season was kind of hard for you to get get on track. It was still good, though. It was yeah. still a really good season. There was, was something really in there show. that yeah. kept you coming back. You're like, oh, okay. Well, here's I something. like Westerns, too. I love Westerns, actually. That's why. So initially when they announced. So when Solo came out the day before it released. So, you know, they do the pre-release, whatever, early release on Thursdays. So it must have been Wednesday or that Thursday. Um, they announced that James Mangold was going to direct the Boba Fett movie. And James Mangold, he directed 310 to Yuma, which is a really cool Western that I like. He directed Logan, which is just a Western movie with X-Men characters. Right. So I was like, oh, cool. I'd be down. If it's just a movie, a Boba Fett movie, a Western movie with Boba Fett as like a man with no name, you know, like kind of how Mando was, I'd be down with that. Well, uh, Solo did so bad, people didn't want to go watch it, so they just didn't. And yet everybody had an opinion. It's like nobody want to watch it, yet everybody has an opinion on Solo. And uh, since it did so poorly, they put not only the Boba Fett movie on indefinite hiatus, there was going to be a Yoda movie and an Obi-Wan one, and they got put on indefinite hiatus. They, they're like, oh, we're going to put it on hold for now. Oh, yeah. I remember the Obi-Wan one was delayed yeah. a couple years. For and then, um, so I'm sure a lot of what became Mando was from the movie. Was from the Boba Fett movie. I'm sure, because they're not going to just scrap sets. They're not going to scrap storylines and stuff like that. And you, if you look at Mando, it very much looks like it could have been Boba Fett. Like, it, it could have. Which I'm fine they didn't. Um, again, I'm still holding out hope with uh, making him more merciless. Because that's kind of the problem I saw with season two of Mando's. They're trying to play him off again like a good guy. A and little then, bit softer, a little bit yeah, softer. But exactly. Still, and that but goes with age, he, too. You know, and he's conflicting with it. And he's conflicting with it and and it's it's the interesting aspect you're like okay he's he's discovering okay this isn't the way this isn't the way right he's gonna go i'm gonna go help these people now and then but uh what's that armor he gets um like when he finally does meet boba fett 
but like Boba Fett doesn't really tell him anything about being a Mandalorian. He just yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know who Boba Fett is. First off, yeah, because Boba's not a Mandalorian. He's just a bounty hunter. He happens to have yeah. Mandalorian armor from, that he has a claim to from, from his dad, who was a foundling. Yeah, so that's the the chain. You know, that's why they have the chain code or whatever. That's what all the little fucking light number things are. Is your chain code? That's what was cool. Did you watch Breaking Bad or not Breaking Bad? Uh, Bad Batch yet? No, so I they, they, um, they, I was trying to watch um, Clone Wars to try and yeah, try you should and watch get, Clone get an Wars. idea of it. I yeah. did get through probably about half the first season. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, the first two seasons are hard to get through through Clone Wars just because of um, they're really good. So what they did it, instead of it being a linear serialized narrative, it's very anthology like, but it all matters in the sense of so instead of them again little dot by dot line by line just following the path, they throw out a bunch of stuff. So they're like, all right, here's this group here's these people here's these aliens here's this group right here here's uh episodes with yoda obi-wan whatever you know ahsoka stuff like that and then as the seasons progress after you know season i want to say mid to end of season two is where they start all this stuff that they threw out then they start kind of pulling it together like remember this episode all right well this is why it matters remember these characters this is where they come through so even with the mandalorian stuff because again they didn't do the siege of mandalore till the disney season you know, uh, release, which was fucking badass. Siege of Mandalore is so freaking cool. Um, I'm not a big Lego guy, and I saw they had a Siege of Mandalore box set with Ahsoka, Darth Maul, and then it had the Beskar freaking uh, tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. I don't know if I'd drop 30 bucks on this, but oh, man, this is fucking dope. And did you drop 30 bucks? Nah, no, fucking, I don't, I don't, buy, I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big Lego guy. Again, the only Lego stuff I have is because of gifts. You know, my, uh, Goofy gave me a uh, advent calendar for Legos um, for Christmas, and then, uh, my buddy Aaron uh, gave me um, the Boba Fett helmet bust uh, Lego piece, so I'll probably build that once I get another display case. Um, but yeah, no, dude, it's, it's super cool. The, the, the cartoon's really good. They do a good job. The more you watch it, the more the Mandalorian stuff makes sense, too. Like, yeah. it's cool seeing uh, Bo-Katan in there, Ahsoka. You know, it's a big deal with her showing up in season two because it's setting up the whole uh, Thrawn, which is cool because he's shown in Rebels, which I, I, was, I really like Rebels, too. Different show, but really really cool vibe and yeah and bad batch you see when they start implementing the chain codes that's what i had initially brought up so the chain codes like think of like your social security number right but you can't do anything without it you can't leave the planet you can't get a job you can't walk around the streets without your chain code wow yeah so that's why it's, it's such a big deal for them to have all that because it basically keeps track of everything so boba has like his chain code on his armor and it basically ties it to him he's like yeah this is mine because <laughs> <laughs> what mando was going to take it from him is like you don't that's not yours you're not mandalorian you can't take that um but yeah it was, it, they've been doing such a killer job with the live action tv shows i'm really excited to see what they do uh yeah in the future uh i'm you, really what, interested that it's all john favreau too directing this favreau that's, filoni yeah that's pretty like good i mean i, I remember john favreau back when he was in um swingers like i've been i've been following him as an actor for a while seen a lot of movies that he was in and you know the chemistry him and vince vaughn had in those movies was like funny that's what kept me like watching them but then you know he he ended up playing happy hogan in the marvel universe and then he started you know directing these movies yeah yeah and i see this i'm like oh john favreau did that like man this is cool well, I think it helps having somebody, you know, a vision of one person who cares about the universe, cares about the, you know, content material and stuff like that. And you can have different directors, you can have different people working on it, working towards the same vision, though. And I feel like that's what he's bringing with uh, the Star Wars shows. Him and Filoni, he, I, I think he's like, oh, Filoni did such a good job with the cartoon shows. 
let's do it on live action as well. So I like how Favreau and Filoni are basically making everything that was cool recanonized, basically. Yeah, and it, and it's and another thing is interesting. I'm very interested to see how they tie and what they tie together because in Mandalorian, when when you know with uh, Din Djarin, the yeah. Man, he finally meets Boba Fett, you, and you see Boba Fett. He's not the same Boba Fett we've seen from the movies, from the comics, from everything. No, he's no. he's in a robe and he's bald and he yeah. has a stick. He's all fucked up. Yeah, and he's got a like, stick. Like what? What you know? What the hell happened? Why is he like this? And then with you know the book of Boba Fett, now you're kind of seeing that progression. Like yeah. okay, it picks up from right after um, Return of the Jedi when he's in the the Sarlacc, yeah. and you have kind of those visions of, or he's having the visions of escaping. Yeah, so he's having all the dreams about going back which, and everything that happened. Which I think kind of almost was mandatory for them to do because i mean everyone knew he blew he blasted out and saved himself but i think it was just like okay this is how he got yeah, out yeah you need to see just it like, yeah he he was in here he it's got funny out shot his way out it's funny because people complain if you they didn't show they'd complain why didn't why didn't you show that we want to mm-hmm. see it and then if you show it's like why'd you show that we already know he gets mm-hmm. out right that's what happened with solo that's what again it's funny how everybody had a, an opinion on the movie yet didn't watch it <laughs> So it's like, how are you going to have an opinion on a movie you didn't watch? Well, I heard. I'm like, yeah, watch it, though. Did you watch it? No. Yeah, then what the fuck, dude? No, I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, see? No. And uh, and that's the problem. I was like, dude, it's cool watching Solo because you get to see how he meets Chewie, how he gets the Millennium Falcon, how he does the, you know, Kessel Run and less than whatever parsecs. You get to see all that. He goes, well, I already know what happens. I'm like, you already know the good guys went at the end. So what the fuck does it matter then? Did, um, didn't, didn't they do something weird, too? Like, didn't he actually speak Wookiee in that? Like, didn't he, like, growl or something at one point? Like, I think he tried. He's like, oh, I haven't spoken Wookiee and whatever. And he says something and yeah. he's like, what? Like, I, did, I did. I'm like, man, that's a little. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but that's kind of a little cheesy. <laughs> well, he only knows, knew like one word. Because <laughs> like in every, and you know, in every Star Wars, did you see um, Han Solo? He's speaking English to Chewie. He never had to speak. And so, but he, it was but just kind of He understands Chewie too. He understands yeah. the Wookiee. He understands the, the, the language. You probably just can't speak it just like me. Like, I, I understand most Spanish. I just can't speak all of it perfectly oh, yeah, anymore. Here. But, yeah, the um, yeah the Mando stuff's cool. Uh, like you said, I'm, I'm excited to see what they uh, bring out, what they tie into, because they're already – Ahsoka is going to be tied into that. I'm interested to see what they do with um, Grogu as well with Luke. Yeah, that's the – I mean, just – just on the interwebs and all that, you know, that's, I guess he's not going to be a real big character anymore, but I guess it's just going to be like a here and there kind of cameo right. for at least the next season. Um, you know, that's still set in a, well, what, what, what era is that's between, it was between return and uh force awakens. Force awakens. So it was between episode six and so seven. They, they got but there's still... little tiny little area in between, right? Well, no, the... no, 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 no. That's the big area. Yeah. I was going to say that yeah, the Mando, show. that era only takes, pl- it takes place like only six or seven years after return of the Jedi. Right. It's within eight years of it happening. And then, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, takes place, what, 30 years later? Force Awakens oh. takes like 30 years later, doesn't it? E- something like that. Yeah. And Boba Fett takes place. Right after season two. <laughs> Cause it's him going back yeah. and he's already gotten his armor. So it clearly has to be able to, like right then and there. Yeah. And then there, and again, uh, circling back to the reason why that the show and the narrative is so interesting to me, it's you have you know Boba Fett, the established character, but now you're now you're seeing why you saw him in Mand- in Mandalorian, why he was wearing those robes, why he has this stick. You're like, oh, they he, explain he, a he, lot of it. He got picked up by some Tusken Raiders, and this is now you see him. In my opinion, you see him kind of becoming a double badass because first he was a badass bounty hunter, and now he's learning you know to fight like a Tusken Raider. And he does the whole ritual. I mean, through episode two, you know, he does the whole ritual. Trip. Yeah. 
is snorting lizards and fuck. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's what's kind of keeping me hooked. You're like, okay, that's how he became the person, and this and it's they're jumping back and forth between. I, I almost yeah. kind of prefer the the memories stories because it's interesting to see how he evolved. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm getting to me though. The problem I'm having with that, especially because we're only two episodes in, is is focusing so much on the past. Where it's like, yeah, but continue the story. Because it was cool seeing Black. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The Black Wookiee. His name's Black. <laughs> his first <laughs> name's Black, and his last name's like whatever. Cronenson Ranston or whatever. Um, but he's uh, he was the Wookiee companion for Dr. Afro, which means Dr. Afro. Which I got. Like, all the Marvel comics are actually canon. People don't know. But it's nice to see him on the screen. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, Dr. Afro because she's been a very uh, speculated character for a long time that she's going to come out on the big screen. And she's pretty badass. And they bring back the hoods. Well, the co- well, the cousins. The like yeah, Java. the twins. Yeah, the brother well, and sister. Yeah, are they that, cousins or something? No. Yeah. Well, I know they're yeah, brother yeah, they're and sister. Co- they're, yeah, they're cousins with Jabba though. Yeah. Yeah, they're all related. All the huts are all related. That's the big thing too. Is uh, there's so many huts. Like if you watch again, if you watch Clone Wars and uh, Rebels, more Clone Wars though, because they're fucking with them a lot in there. Um, you get you see Zero the Hut and all those other guys. Uh, man, yeah, that's such a good, that's such a good show. Yeah, the the present stuff that they're showing that I mean that's interesting because now you're seeing him taking power in, and yeah. it being challenged in this and that, and you know the, the jumping back and forth. I'm I'm just more interested in the how he evolved, how he became this now. It just feels like eighty percent past like flashbacks and like twenty percent the new shit. Yeah, because really, what's happened in the quote unquote current time, right? Um, he. He's becoming the main daimyo. Yeah. Daimyo. So, daimyo. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember. So it's like literally the scenes in the quote-unquote present is him talking to people who you know show up to bring their offerings, then him going to that one casino, lounge, bar, club, then him getting jumped on the way back, and then them throwing him down the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Or not the Sarlacc pit, the Rancor pit. Rancor pit. Yeah, and then I like how he uses their... They, like it's it's almost comical, but not really, because it's like oh they got him because they they made the the dude knows okay this is Jabba's palace there's there was a yeah. rancor down here so he drops him yeah, in the yeah, rancor yeah. pit and he's like it's empty right but he doesn't know that <laughs> yeah he doesn't know that well and then uh, and then there's that scene and there's them going to the mayor's and then there's them going to the club again and then there's the twins scene and that's it yeah so far it's only two episodes. Yeah. And then, and, I mean, as far as the now time, yeah. Yeah. And then for the past, you see fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see a fucking weird uh, train heist, you know, um, which again, very Western, right? Very, very Western. Yeah. Through the desert. Yeah. Train. They're going to, they're yeah. teaching them how to ride the, the speed bikes. Which that's another thing too. That's very, I've talked to a few people about it as well. They've completely changed up a lot of the lore for Boba and for the, I fuck it's hard. Uh, I call them sound people a lot, but I guess it's not fucking correct anymore um the tuscans um the tuscan raiders <laughs> you gotta be pc now i guess i don't know the funny thing is there's nothing wrong with the word sand person it's just because it's right there parallel with yeah. the well, other bad word that they used all, to say well all the others all for as long as i watched star wars they were always sand sand, sand, yeah, people. sand people yeah sand people i want to say sand troopers they no, were sand like, people but yeah. you know but you knew they were tuscan raiders is what they were but yeah. and then i guess you know they're just tuscan raiders and the the thing that kind of threw me off was in a lot of things they're changing, you know the the Tuscan Raiders. They're all wearing like black and yeah, different different, different colors yeah. now, and they have different things like back. Whereas in the new in Hope. the originals trilogy and all mm. that, you know, they were just in these light colored robes. They had those yeah little I don't know tubes or whatever just sticking out all around their head, and they're yeah. 
Yeah, you didn't get a whole lot of culture, which is cool. I'm glad that they're showing the culture. The thing is, they've changed so much of it, though. So if you played the old games, like Knights of the Old Republic, stuff like that, they go heavily, heavily into the uh, the um, sand person culture, um, where basically... Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's the thing, though. So the, the word Tuscan Raider comes from sand people who invaded Tuscan. There's, there's a little, you know, just like Tatooine, Mos, you know, Mos, Mos Espa, Mos Eisley, stuff like that. There was a place called Tuscan, um, and they were raiding that. And that's again, that's a group of people they were that the did. Raiders. So it'd be like calling all uh all black people, you know, oh, that's the Black Panthers over there, you know. I'm like, yeah, they're not all Black Panthers, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like all Germans aren't Nazis, you know. Right. You know, stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to fucking differentiate. So in the old lore, though, it was very, 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 very much the Tuscan Raiders did not like technology at all, like at all. Like you couldn't have any technology around. They would destroy it. They would destroy it if they saw it. Um and uh, so much so that there was a, in the old EU, the old, you know, uh, expanded universe, there was a Jedi who was a sand person, who was a Tusken Raider. His name was Esherod Het. He ends up becoming Darth Krayt later on in the in the lore. And after Order 66, during the Great Purge, um, or the Jedi Purge, he's like, fuck it, I'll just go back to being a Tusken Raider. Who cares, man? I'll just hide out down there on Tatooine. Well, he's going around, you know, raiding shit on Tatooine, he runs across the Lars homestead, which is protected by Obi-Wan, who knows who he is and he knows who Obi-Wan is. And he's like, hey, you know, you can do whatever you want, but I we gotta protect this guy. He's our hope. Like <laughs> talking about Luke. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, well you can't tell me what you do. You're we're on Tatooine. This is my place. This is, you know, fucking Tuscan Raiders, you know, ride or die, motherfucker. <laughs> and they go to fight and Obi-Wan does what Obi-Wan does, which yeah. is cut off his arm. And have the high ground. Well, and he cut his arm off, which is what he fucking does to everyone. And because of that, he he disarms him. Yeah, he he can't wield a gaffy stick. And in order to be a Tusken Raider, in order to be a Sand person, you have to be able to wield a gaffy stick. You need two arms to do that. And because they hate technology so much, you can't get a robotic arm replacement. They won't allow that. They're just a one handed Raider. No, he got because he can't wield it. He's excommunicated. He's you know, fucking, he's a pariah. He's not allowed to be a oh, Tuscan Raider anymore. Shit. So again, is that bad? That is that bad where they do not like technology. Um, so, so when to, Boba Fett, when he's teaching them how to ride, ride speeder the, bikes, and I'm they're like, just kind of accepting it, they're like, oh, okay. Oh uh, Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, whatever, man. I guess this is the new lore, let's you know? Get on, let's get on a train and take all the stuff, yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, ah, whatever. See, that, that I wasn't aware of. I didn't know that. See, but again, you know, this is the new lore. Just like, I was like, fuck it, if Mandalorians don't take their helmets off, I guess that's the new lore too, you know, like. Which is fucking weird because Boba Fett would never take his helmet off, and he was a Mandalorian like in in the new lore. Like I don't know, it's fucking weird, dude. He just wore Mandalorian armor. Yeah, because it was his dad's. In the old lore, he was. He was actually the leader of Mandalore of the Mandalorians. He was the leader because if you wear the helmet, it's passed down. Like think of the crown as like the helmet or whatever. Right. And uh, it got passed down. Jango was technically Mandalore, and when he died, it went down to Boba Fett. Um, Again, it was it was cool. Like I like the old Mandalorian lore. It's definitely very different than it is now. It is what it is, right? It'd be cool to bring in some of those guys, though, especially with the Republic Commandos. They've been getting really hyped up about Republic Commandos. Um, they were very Mandalorian centric. All those guys in the old lore, at least. So we'll see, man. See where where the where the seasons take us. Exactly. Um, and then talking about uh shit, we're looking forward to. Uh, you brought up a movie that I forgot the name of the the movie until you brought it back up um but it does look very interesting which is called the black phone it's a movie coming out what um 
I think in a few months, right? Yeah, Soon. I think like more towards the summer. I want I want to say like June or July. I started with a J. But yeah, it's just another another genre style that I like. I I initially June, you're right. June, June. Yeah. Initially, it looked like more of a kind of like a psychological horror thriller yeah. thing. But then, like the the more I see the trailers and the more I kind of read into the synopsis and analysis of it, it's it's more it's it's still a horror, very yeah. much a horror film, and it's but, very psychological, but it has a lot of supernatural elements. Yeah, so a lot of supernatural elements because, as you know, as from just like I said, just from the synopsis, the analysis, the trailers I've been watching and kind of reading up on, it's you know a dude who basically goes around in a van in a mask, abducting children, and keeps them in his basement, and um, you know they don't live. And somehow at this kid, you know, this most recent kid that gets abducted, there's a phone in the room that he starts to mess with. And there's the dude's a black like, phone, yeah. A black phone in the, on the wall in the room. And, he, you know, he starts messing with it. And the guy's like, nope, if that don't work. Something, don't mess with it, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, But then it starts ringing. And, the, you know, it's kids on the line. And they're telling them, you know, go through this door, go through that window. They're kind of giving them little clues here and there. And it's you know ultimately comes out it's it's going to be a survival horror. Yeah, yeah. They're basically trying to get him the instructions on how to escape. So each of them has been abducted and killed by this serial killer. Right. And they're slowly giving him like you know shit simple stuff like all right you know he goes to sleep at this time or this and that. All right, cool. Uh, the combination for the the lock is this or you know right. you're gonna make a left. You're gonna do this. You're gonna climb through here. You're gonna crawl through here. Just trying to make sure that he survives and we'll find out if he does or not. Right. right. Maybe because um, I think the previous the the last person to die was one of his buddies or something like that, wasn't it? Or somebody who knew because they were on the wanted or the wanted the missing posters. I'm off the top of my head, I can't remember. Have to rewatch yeah. it. Um, but yeah, when he gets a call from him, he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, and like, and then you kind of get. <laughs> funny thing is, you kind of get like a, a what was that movie? It vibes because you do see yeah. like you do see the kid like in the rain in a yellow coat, like all those missing was a red balloon and a clown, but. Well, and the mask is all fucking scary looking yeah. too. Oh dude. yeah, dude, that mask is. That, it's almost that. like a Guy Fox mask mixed mixed with uh um, the horns and. No, well, I was gonna say mixed with the Green Goblin from the oh, Maguire Spider Man ones. Yeah, you know, but it's painted white because it has the teeth and everything. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, starring Ethan Hawke. He's the he's the crazy guy, right? He's the, yeah, uh, he's he's the the one the, the I, I guess it would the be killer. the supporting character. Yeah. yeah. Because the main character is obviously going to be the kid, but yeah, soundproof basement by sadistic mass killer. You know, what was really cool is they did come out with a alternate um, alternate concept for that movie poster. Because right now the movie poster is just the, you know Ethan Hawke in the mask and it says the black phone coming soon. But they did make a um, really badass looking alternate poster for that, which is it's kind of all red and it's got that whole like nineteen eighties um slasher film vibe to it oh shit and I it didn't... even looks like it's been folded because they put like little fold marks in it, it looks yeah cool. yeah yeah so i didn't know this but it's adapted from the of the 2004 short story of the same name by joe hill do you know who joe hill is mm, it sounds familiar so joe hill he's a horror writer he's a novelist and he's actually been doing comics for dc lately uh horror comics under the hill house um imprint joe hill is uh stephen king's son there you go yeah so that makes a lot of sense. Oh shit! It's gonna be a good story, and I do. You know, I'm gonna give some credit where credit is due. There are a lot. Um, he did if, a he, if he's key. working for DC, I do know. You know, um, DC does have some good stories. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm kind of you know Marvel fanboy jumped in with everybody else, but you know, there you have given me 
um, comics to read before that were DC, and I was like, you know, this is this is just a good story. Like, I, um, who was the one you got me into? Jeff Johns. Oh, Jeff Johns is such a great fucking yeah. writer, and he does movies and TV and shit too. Now, he, that's what he wanted to do initially. He was working on Dick Donner Studio. He was an intern. <laughs> Yeah, before uh, before yeah, before he started working for DC, he just happened to work with them because it's all Warner Brothers, right? He just happened to start working with them because he went out there for something for a movie. And like, hey man, have you ever thought about writing a comic? He's like, not really, man. That's fucking nerd shit. Nah, I didn't say that, but <laughs> <laughs> he was thinking it. He was probably thinking it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he remembered he liked the Flash and all that stuff, Barry Allen. So um, yeah, he started working, you know, doing a few issues here and there, and he fucking became the main man, El Metal Metal. Um, but yeah, dude, Joe, Joe Hill, he, uh, the genres he writes are usually classified under horror, dark fantasy, which is a very apt description of what his stories are like. And then, yeah, science fiction. Um, he wrote lock and key for those, for those of you who don't know, lucky is a very popular comic book by, uh, I think it was dark horse who did it or maybe IDW. I think it was and ADW. then they made the, they, they made, made a TV show. show. Yeah. They made a TV show. And now because he's working with DC, they're doing, um, lock and key crossovers with the Sandman universe stuff, which is pretty neat. Sandman, Sandman universe is like all that vertigo trippy stuff. You know, they introduced oh. death and all that really, really cool comics. Um, again, I'm really now knowing that it's based off that Joe Hill book. It makes me want to watch it even more. When the fuck is it coming out though? They haven't even said, uh, release. Oh no. I, fu- I said it earlier. I'm a fucking idiot. June. Yeah. June, <laughs> June 24th. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely have to try to watch that. Um, luckily I live very near a theater, so that's gonna be fucking cool. Yeah. So like I said, cause I originally thought it was going to be more, well, I mean, it still can be a psychological because now you're thinking like, well, this kid's getting calls from ghosts right. from, the other side whatever you're and to you know it's not and... gonna work on the first try either him getting out Mm-mm. no it, it's if be... he does get out yeah that's possible it, I... he, he can it, it, the story can take place where yeah he's a fucking ghost now at the end of it you know that, that's happened uh there was a mo- movie i watched with uh, an old girl that i was kind of seeing and uh i wish i can remember what it was called but it was a horror movie where they go to like this haunted, you know, death forest where it fucks you up, you know. And they thought her sister went there to commit suicide. And while she went in there trying to save her, she ends up killing herself accidentally. And now she's the ghost. So the that sounds. I feel like I've seen this. Yeah, it's Reverend. like the woods or something like that. I don't know, man. Cabin in the woods? No, it's not no, cabin no. in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy or Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy versus Leprechaun. <laughs> Freddy versus Leprechaun. <laughs> um, let me see if I yeah. can find it. But, um, just going, but just going on those, you know, the survival horror genre. It just it's always been interesting to me. I you know I grew up when Resident Evil was brand spanking new, and you know, to me, the first three Resident Evil type movies or not movies, uh, video games were. Kind of what what got me yeah, hooked it's on the forest, yeah. The forest, yeah. It's called the forest. That's what it was. What got me hooked on um on these survival horse because it's, it's always suspenseful, yeah. And then like it would be interesting because <clears throat> what I what I do notice is a lot of these movies. I'm not saying it's bad because this it's what makes money and ultimately it's whatever makes money is what they're gonna put out there. But these shows and movies were you know always the 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 good guy wins. Good guy comes out on top. This and that. The I like to see when the good guys don't win. Like when it the movie ends and it's like, oh shit, the the bad guy won. Yeah. Like, uh, or maybe the the good guys didn't lose, but they didn't win, right? Like, yeah. 
You know, it's like Jeepers Creepers. When you watch Jeepers Creepers, that yeah, fool always gotta, comes back. I got to catch up. I saw the first one was cool. Then I saw the second one. The second one was all right. All right. And then I guess they made like five more. The, I think they did a third one that like, went straight to DVD. Cause, yeah, those are always the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the uh, I guess they did it straight to DVD just to get the trilogy out of the way because that's what they had done because the dude's a pedo, <laughs> the oh. director. Oh, yeah, okay, that's okay. Why they don't, that's why I, I was like, Jeepers Creepers is a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> Him too, probably. Like I want them little boy wee wee. <laughs> no means no. <laughs> oh fuck, oh, man! <laughs> and he has to eat that sometimes. <laughs> All right, uh, uh. but yeah, you know those uh, the Avengers Infinity War. You know, yeah, I, I liked I, Infinity War. That one was. Yeah, dope. I liked it because I didn't like any did, of the other ones. Well, I liked it because they didn't. They didn't win. No, they lost. They fucking they lost. Got and stomped. you're like, oh, that's how a movie works when the the good guys don't win yeah well when it's actual surprise that's, that's the thing the problem i have with a lot of superhero movies like the good guys are gonna win so how are they gonna win like mm-hmm. that's what's hard about watching some of these star wars prequel era stuff where it's like you know the outcome so how are you gonna make yeah. it make sense that's what was so fucking cool about the end of clone wars when disney came out with that final season like oh fuck it's so yeah, good. new characters in there oh man well it's just it makes everything make sense like again with ahsoka and all that shit because that's the reason i didn't like ahsoka initially i was like she's not she's gonna fucking die she's not in the original fucking movies like she's not in any of this shit she's not in episode three so what the fuck happens to her right she goes off on her own right that's why she has a white lightsaber yeah. she's not a jedi but she's not a not well no dude if you if you watch the final season of the clone wars you'll see what happens it's fucking nuts it's really good it's done really well that's the, and they um they age in that right like every i don't want to say every season but like they get by, older yeah. by the end of the season like everyone's kind of growing up so it takes yeah of course over a long i think it's like three years is oh, between oh, episode three? well yeah but that's still a long time though three years is a long time because she starts off like as a 14 she's like a kid and then yeah. by the end she's like a, almost uh, an adult isn't she I yeah think. she's oh. like late teens yeah I thought yeah. she was like almost like an adult. Nah, people. Because when you get into Mandalorian, she's she's an adult adult. She's yeah, an adult, adult. Yeah, she's with and the then, white light takes place like eighteen years, nineteen, twenty years. Later. No, twenty, twenty five, twenty six years later. Actually, okay, yeah, it makes sense. She's... So again, you know, it, she's she's relatively young. And that's the problem I had is I just didn't like her as a young character. She's just fucking annoying. <laughs> she was she a kid. Was. She was a kid. I yeah. mean, you know, in the seasons that I'm watching, now, I'm like, okay, she's she's just a kid. She's a yeah. kid. Yeah, she, that's why it's funny when people are like, I don't know. Again, uh, it's hard because I, when I, I was, I think I was 18. By the time I watched the Clone Wars cartoon movie when it came out before the show, I was already 18. So to see her, uh, her I saw her as a kid, like as a fucking, you know, 14 year old kid. So uh, look at I'm, this freshman. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so when I, uh, when all these guys are all fucking horny over her, I'm like, I guess, dude. Like, I don't know. I remember her as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that anime. Yeah, it's like anime. Like everything was always these young, young. Yeah, like, they're super young, which is rough. Clad. Like uh, one of my, you know, one of my crushes for anime style stuff was uh, I like Sakura from Street Fighter, but I was also like 13, 14 years old when I was exposed to her. So now it's just hard to be like, oh uh, yeah, she's a fucking teenager. Yeah, <laughs> I was always for Chun Li, those thunder Chun-Li thighs, man, thunder thighs, thunder with the thighs. fucking monkey hands. <laughs> 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 all right man we've gone away from uh the stories uh but yeah man some good stuff to talk about again uh if you guys haven't checked it out already check out breaking bad great show if you haven't already what the fuck are you doing on uh star wars the live action stuff everybody's watching it if you're not um there's something wrong with you not with uh, anyone else and then uh yeah if you haven't already looked into it look into that black phone movie it looks pretty freaking cool any social media you want to shout out ramon 
Weaving Words Podcast. Weaving Words Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we also got an email if you have any suggestions. We're always looking at uh, making the show better. Any guests that you like, that you want to see come back, let us know. Um, yeah. Can we get Jeff Johnson? Oh, fuck. That'd be the best, dude. I'd just be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Just to talk to the guy. I'd love to. One of these days, right? Use you know. your pool. Use your pool. Right, fuck, I wish. <laughs> All righty, guys. Thanks for uh, stopping by and listening. Until next time, goodbye. Adios. Peace.